of the Cape, 91.3 FM Serial. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. 7 for 15, just gone 15 on the voice of the cap. My name is Muhammad Fasih Peterson, standing in for Yazid Kamaldin this evening in the burning issue. Now, um, as we know, South Africans have been confronted with a reality of a complete national shutdown from midnight on Friday morning to curb the spread of the coronavirus. The figures for COVID 19 continues to rise, with today's stats showing there are 554 positive cases in South Africa, something which we should all be concerned about. One of the most frequently asked questions this past week following government's announcement of the disaster management regulations is how Muslim janazas will be carried out. At first we were told funerals must be less than 100 people in accordance with the president's advisory on social distancing but of course that rule will change under the lockdown conditions. Besides the actual numbers there's also the matter of dealing with the mayat. Now can a person who has died of COVID-19 infect others? The answer to this is a resounding yes, according to the experts. So this is why tonight's topic is vitally important. Thus far, very little clarity has been given by authorities on this very matter, and that is something we hope to uncover in Burning Issue this evening. Uh, you're welcome to call us up on 021-442-3530 and send your messages via SMS on 47913 or WhatsApp us 072-238-0712. Joining me in studio is Mr. Ibrahim Solomon, Chairperson of the Western Cape Undertakers Forum. Uh, due to our social distancing policy in studio, we only have one guest, but online we'll be joined uh, by the City of Cape Town's Dr. Zaid Badruddin and uh, also Dr. Ikram Ali from UCT later on in the show. I also have to remind you that tonight uh, being uh, the 29th night of Rajab 1441, that means that uh, the Christian observers have gone out to sight the moon this evening and we'll be getting those results in very short time. So I just before we get into anything else, um, I want to start off with greeting my guest in studio, uh, who is uh, Mr. Ibrahim Solomon. Mr. Ibrahim, assalamu alaikum and welcome to the show. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Now tonight uh, we're speaking about janazah, something that I think um, came to a head a couple of months ago. In, with, firstly, with the shortage of, uh, um, or rather, with, with the with the uh, shortage of of spaces in mortuaries and all of that, and the challenges uh, that that led us to. Uh, but and there was definitely concern in the community around janazahs. But now we're confronted with something much bigger, and that is, of course, uh, the the complete lockdown, social distancing, uh, the uh, and all the other measures need to be put in place now for particularly when we talking about um, the spread of COVID-19 and, and wanting to curtail that. So um, from your perspective, Mr. Ibrahim Solomon, uh, before we even tackle anything else, um, you know, as far as our community is concerned, what do you feel, you know, are some of the concerns or have there been people who have contacted you recently with concerns since the president announced the lockdown yesterday? 
Mohammed Fasig is not only since the the lockdown ever since uh, the the coronavirus uh, covid-19 has hit the the shores of South Africa um i i've been inundated with calls from numerous uh, people wanting to know what are we going to do if somebody passes with uh, with the virus and uh, we then jumped out and in fact uh, uh, um, many many years ago we 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 underwent training for the ebola uh, um, virus uh, so so not a similar um virus but something on the same same levels and uh, yeah we we are faced with something that is extremely extremely uh, uh, contagious and um people don't realize what this uh, this this virus uh, uh, is doing uh, i mean uh, if if we look at the numbers and and people are still uh, and especially and 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 yeah uh especially amongst our, our our own community where people aren't aren't worried uh, whether they they they, they really sanitize and things like that and i i i i will say this i i went to grutskir hospital a couple of days ago and uh, as you enter the hospital uh, the, the 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 hospital staff stands there and they they they, they spray your hands with sanitizer and people uh, stand there as, uh, there was a, uh, two ladies walking behind two muslim ladies walking behind me and the guy wanted to spray that they said said no uh, we we what is this for and they said no this guy said to them no it's it's for protection and they said no allah ta'ala protects us okay so 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 these are all things that people need to be they 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 need to be educated as far as what what is happening on that note, we're just going to pause for a moment uh, we just have been informed that uh, Mona Abdul Khalik Ali first deputy president of the Muslim Judicial Council is online so we'll just break away from the discussion for a moment and that of course being to take the announcement uh, Mona Abdul Khalik is of course coming to us live from 3 Anchor Bay I know that Sheikh Siraj has not been in the best of health and so unfortunately he's not able to be on air with us tonight uh, Mona Abdul Khalik Assalamu Alaikum Alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Brother Fasih, and uh, to all the listeners of Radio Voice of Cape. Uh, Mona, shukran so much for joining us and obviously um, I think everyone is anticipating uh, whether or not we will be moving into the month of Sha'aban which holds the night of Laylatul Bara'at when you see Sha'aban or whether we will be continuing on in the current month so I leave it up to Mona to make that announcement Fight of Adal Mushkura Jazakumullah and once again Jazakumullah to Voice of the Cape for the opportunity. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wassalatu wassalamu ala ashraf al-mursaleen. Sayyidina wa nabiyina wa maulana Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. On behalf of uh, Sheikh Siraj Hendricks, uh, the Hakim of the Muslim Judicial Council has duly appointed me to make the announcement this evening on behalf of the Muslim Judicial Council on behalf of the Crescent Observer Society, and we come from uh, here from Three Inkabay, where we have our most senior people here, uh, Sheikh Yusuf Panday, uh, as well as our beloved Ustad Ji uh, Umar Khabir, and the rest of the man here. We would like to announce that the moon for Sha'aban has not been sighted. The moon for the month of Sha'aban has not been sighted. Therefore, the first of Sha'aban will coincide with Thursday, inshallah, so we would like to repeat again that the, the moon or the crescent for the month of Sha'aban 
has not been cited, and therefore the first of Sha'aban will, inshallah, be on Thursday. Our our declaration here normally routinely is concluded with dua and two three words of nasiha, inshallah, and uh, we hand over to. Uh, uh, Imam uh, Pandey to make the dua, inshallah, Laziz. Inshallah, amen. Fatiha. A'udhu billahi min shaytanir rajeem. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah rabbil alameen wal-aqibatu lil-mustaqeen. Wal-jannatu lil-wahini wa la udawana illa ala al-dhalimeen. Wa-salatu wa-salamu ala ash-shafim ar-salim. سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم حبيب إلينا القرآن اللهم حبيب إلينا الإسلام اللهم حبيب إلينا الإيمان وزنه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق الإسلام وجعلنا يا الله من الراشدين وجعلنا يا الله من المتقين وجعلنا يا الله من الصابرين وجعلنا يا الله من عبادك الصالحين برحمتك يا رحم الرحيمين الله ما في مرضانا الله ما في مرضانا الله ما في مرضانا ورحمتنا يا رب العالمين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت سميع عليم وتب علينا وغفر لنا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم ربنا لا تزح قلوبنا بعد إراديتنا وهب لنا من الدنيا رحمة إنك أنت الوحاب ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار وادخلنا الجنة مع البرار يا أزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين نمت عليهم غير مغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين إن الله وملائكته يسلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما محمد وعلى رسينا محمد وأسهاب وبارك وسلم الله مستخلنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير وجل واكب أمورنا بالخير بيتك الخير والآسية إنك على كل شيء قدير ألا إنه ليا الله إلا خوف عليهم ولا هم يغزنون الذين آمنوا وكانوا يتكون دعواهم فيها سبحانك اللهم وتحية السلام وآخر دعواهم تزاكم الله to our seniors people who have committed their lives for more than 60 years in coming out here to sight the moon and to the rest of the members of the Crescent Observer Society we are a very proud community people, having a dedicated group of people months in and months out to come out here to sight the moon. On behalf of the Muslim Judicial Council's President, Sheikh Rifan, and our entire leadership, we would like to express our gratitude, as we always do, to the Crescent Observer Society. In saying that, Brother Vasih, we are in a very challenging uh, moment of our history. And so the Africa, part of the universal and global community, and our president has called, down, has called for a lockdown 
We appeal to our community to adhere to the laws and the regulations uh, attached to what the president or the ministers has laid down for us. Islam is a beautiful deen. As we are about to enter into the month of Sha'aban, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to use these moments, these silent moments, these moments at home, that we must be able to connect strong with Allah. Let us use these moments as uh, opportunity of tawbah in istighfar. Let it be moments, as we have discussed today at the Muslim Judicial Council, where we must be strengthening family ties, where we must be able to bond, where we, where we must be able to develop the sabr for each other and for our community and our neighborhood. And saying that further, the Muslim community is a very unique community. It, in its uniqueness, it reaches out, as Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has taught us, and we are a ummah, an ummah of rahmah. An ummah that is compassionate, that is kind and generous. When we adopt and, uh, and accept uh, what has been placed upon us, it is not only for ourselves, but rather for the well-being of our fellow South African, for the fellow citizen, and for the global community. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we enter into this 21 days of lockdown with the humility and humbleness, with the sincere commitment for the well-being of humanity, and that we must be able to adopt the attire, walibasu taqwa, the 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 the, the code of uh, of uh, of sincere uh, Allah consciousness. For truly, in Allah al muttaqin, Allah is with those who adopt the quality of taqwa. Jazakumullah. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Uh, that the voice of uh, Mala Abdul Khalik Ali, first deputy president of the Muslim Judicial Council, uh, with the announcement that the moon for Sha'ban has not been sighted. The moon for Sha'ban has not been sighted. So tomorrow, uh, in actual fact, now after after um, after uh, Isha uh, being uh, after Maghrib being the thirtieth uh, day of uh, Rajab, fourteen forty-one, and that means that. Uh, tomorrow of course um, um will cont- continue to be that because the night precedes the day in islam and that means that the Laylatul Bara'a will coincide with april the 8th uh, uh rather and uh that rather the uh, Laylatul Bara'a will coincide with the 8th, 8th, 8th of april and uh, we make to allah subhanahu wa grant us all uh baraka and khair in these months and accept our du'as particularly in as far as the predicament we find ourselves in that of the threat of covid 19 um allah protect us inshallah i mean well uh we're going to take a break now and when we come back we'll continue i'll still be in studio with uh, um our guest uh, uh mr ibrahim solomon and then we'll also be joined online uh by councillor zaid badruddin and of course we're talking tonight about covid 19 and the impact on janazas how that will affect the way that we execute janazas in our community we know that also with that comes the lockdown it comes well, a whole lot of other challenges but particularly how do you perform janazas and particularly when we speak about those who have passed away from COVID-19 I don't think there are any reported deaths at the moment I'm going to keep it like that inshallah I mean for now to the marketplace Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM.
Assalamualaikum, welcome back. It's uh, 7.33 and we're talking about janazah conditions in the time of COVID-19 and uh, we are still joined in studio uh, by Mr. Ibrahim Solomon, uh, Western Cape Muslim Undertakers Forum Chairperson and then also we'll be, we'll be chatting to, in a moment to uh, our online guest, uh, Councillor Zaid Bajadin, uh, Mayoral Committee Member for Community Services and Health and uh, we'll be speaking to him particularly around how from a municipal point how from a sit- the point of this perspective of the city uh, we'll be dealing with these issues and how the city will be assisting uh, the Muslim community in executing as uh, a function of janazas which is such an important thing now uh, mr. Solomon I just want to start off uh, right at the beginning and um, there's going to be a lot of questions I anticipate coming through this evening about how we execute this procedure um, but from you from 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 your experience in terms of dealing with uh those who have passed on and now with these added restrictions and all of that how do we even begin at the time of death what are the, the procedures that need to be followed immediately after someone's passed away okay um the when when somebody passes on and there there is a um a, 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 a person has been classified as uh, being uh, as died of uh, the COVID-19 um, virus. Then, uh, obviously, uh, environmental health will be called in first, and environmental health will then um, call a, a call the Western Cape Muslim Undertakers Forum because uh, uh, we we are trained. Uh, we have trained uh, um, registrars and trained. Uh, um, uh, that will be able to deal with with that. Now, uh, we've been trained, and 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 yeah, I I, I will state this that even before COVID uh, uh, um, uh, COVID nineteen, we were told that 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 as 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 a as a ghasil or ghasila or an undertaker um, handling uh, human remains, we must wear gloves. We must have uh, wear masks. We must have protective clothing, which is called uh, um, uh, personal protective uh, equipment, uh, PPE. And suddenly now everybody is want is looking for gloves and masks and and aprons and things like that. Which uh, I, I actually became very upset with one of the undertakers that called me, wanting to know where they can purchase uh, uh, gloves and things. Which just. Uh, uh, um, stands to reason that maybe they never used it before or they, they it was it was minimal because this this has been the standard all along from 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 a health perspective so, and so so what you're saying is that you've got to treat every case as if it is you know um uh, you, with, the, with the same level of in the sense hygiene and uh security and safety measures uh because at the end of the day you don't know sometimes whether the person who passed away might have been a carrier for any type of disease exactly Exactly, and 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 that that is the thing. Um, Alhamdulillah, I I I am a a um, registered uh, a registrar and an undertaker uh, for 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 more than twenty years, and uh, I've got my own burial service. And within our our, our burial service, we have um, made use of the PPE, 
all along. I think I'm I'm one of the only uh, Muslim undertakers that carries a, a red medical bag uh, where we put our, our 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 medical waste into. And it's, 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 it might might not be only medical waste. It is if we know when with, with the ghusl of our body, we, we we use little rags and the clothing or the 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 the, the, the body bag that the body comes in. That all has to be disposed of properly, and also the disposal of the water. I've I've made it made mention to 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 the undertakers uh, over the past few years now that the the the, the, the um, legislation was 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 moving in the direction where we were only going to have to wash at Ghusl Khanas, no longer at home, and uh, um, I think COVID nineteen is a blessing in disguise where that is going to happen now. Because with COVID-19, a body cannot be rustled at home. It must go to a facility that is uh, um, uh, being cleared by health department. Now, um, moving on from you know what happens at the time of death. Uh, so uh, when we talk about handling the deceased, uh, we've mentioned that it will then go to a facility if this person has been confirmed that they've passed away from COVID-19 and now you're moving them to this facility. Um, what are the procedures in place there? How will the body be handled? How will it be transported? Okay, the person, the person handling the body will have to wear full PPE and the uh, um, personal protective equipment would be your gloves, your masks, uh, the N95 mask, which is which which uh, um, is is the mask that 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 should be uh, be used, uh, goggles that seals tightly on the face, and uh, um, you, we 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 use arm coverings, we use foot coverings, or we use uh, gum boots, uh, and uh, then there's aprons. Uh, the, the, the plastic aprons, uh, disposable aprons. That, that 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 one. That is your 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 PPE. So anybody that 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 uh, handles the body must ha- must wear the f- full PPE. Now, yeah, just just lifting the body from a from from a bed to a stretcher to 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 remove the body. Um, can can cause that that air comes out of the body uh, because COVID nineteen is a, a respiratory uh, uh, um, virus. So if 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 you just move lift the body and it poses it, it poses a risk, and we we must always always think and yell again say that we've got we've got uh, um, uh, undertakers that collects bodies. They say that I've been doing this for the past thirty or forty years. Uh, nothing has ever happened to me, and uh, why should I wear a mask? Why should I wear gloves? So yeah, I think that that we we need to take cognizance of this. That we need to take precautions, not only for your own safety, but for the safety of of, of humanity. Uh, on that note, uh, before we go to break, I just want to once again greet our, uh, my guest on uh, air, and that is, uh, of course, uh, Councillor Zahid Badruddin joining us on the line. is the mayoral committee member for community services and health. Uh, Councillor Zaid, salamu alaikum, shukran for joining us. Wa alaikum salam, thanks for having me. 
Uh, it's it's a pleasure. Now, uh, just before we go to break, uh, I just want to maybe just ask this question because I think it's so key. Um, when we talk about health regulations, we've heard about some of the regulations for the washing of the body, uh, for the transportation of the body, and also the uh, fact that everyone needs to wear safety apparel. But um, from from the city's point of view, in terms of handling deceased who ha- who, who have been, um, should I say, confirmed to have passed away from COVID nineteen, uh, are there any special uh, regulations that the city has looked at putting in place uh, or that are currently in place uh, to ensure the safety of uh, citizens? Perhaps before I answer the question, I, I want to echo uh, what has been shared um, by Mr. Solomon in terms of the, uh, the the infection risk of a, a deceased body that has been confirmed to be positive with, with COVID-19. And there are a number of studies um, that have indicated that even a body that has been deceased um, is obviously an infection risk for the various reasons um, that have been mentioned in terms of the movement and then the expelling of uh, air and potential droplets uh, from the deceased body and, and, and obviously the risk within that that poses uh, to any one of the, the people who are handling the body. And so the personal protective uh, equipment is obviously very essential and, and I, I support wholeheartedly what the previous speaker um, had mentioned. So in terms of the, the, the caretaker and the, the post mortem caretaker, they'll obviously be wearing uh, the PPE, which is, a, which is an essential, um, in accordance with the, the corpse handling guidelines, which they're obviously very well uh, aware of because that's the, that's the daily function. And importantly, you know, washing, wiping, or even undressing of the body uh, should be done within the home because of the risk of expressing various uh, air, um, expressing air or even droplets from the body, uh, which does pose a risk. And even beyond that, uh, the surfaces that that the body is coming into uh, contact with is also a risk. And therefore, uh, the the covering of the body from home or from a facility, wherever it may be, a clinic or hospital or so, is very critical in terms of placing uh, into, into a body bag, but importantly, not a single body bag. Um, it would, it, in this case, would be a triple body bag, and the, the way that that is done is also uh, very important to minimize the risk of of, uh, of further transfer of, 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 of air from the lungs or, or droplets from any of the, the mucosal membranes. And so we're working very closely, um, obviously, through our head of cemeteries with the various uh, societies and the various stakeholders so that as a city we're able to support um, the organizations to make it as easy um, for, for not only the families at this very difficult time, but also for the, the undertakers in the, various, uh, in the various forms to make it easy for them uh, as well. And so I think in terms of that, we've, we've had very open communications uh, between the city and, and these forums, and I'm, I'm very grateful uh, for, for that platform at least. Shukran so much. Uh, on the note, we're going to go for a break. When we come back, we'll continue. We're speaking about Janaza conditions in the time of COVID-19. If you have any concerns, uh, I, have the ex- I have the people online and in studio uh, who can answer those questions. You're welcome to WhatsApp us 072-238-0712, SMS us 47913. We will be back after this. Radio station, your radio station, our radio station, 91.3 FM and 95.8 FM stereo.
Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi Welcome back to the burning issue And this evening we're talking about uh, Janazah conditions in the time of COVID-19 And uh, I think we had no idea When this virus first broke out in China How it would impact the world And also how it would impact How we do everyday things Subhanallah So uh, now we're talking about The uh, washing of the body uh, Obviously the, the ghusl of the body um, And I have in studio with me Mr. Ibrahim Solomon Western Cape uh, Muslim Undertakers Forum uh, chairperson, and then we also have online uh, councillor Zaid Badruddin, mayoral committee member for community services and health. Now, uh, Mr. Ibrahim, uh, when we talk about hosting the body, I mean, traditionally we know that uh, you know the body gets played, people normally perform the hosting. We've mentioned that that is no longer going to be taking place, that will now be taking place at a specific facility. That's that, that, that. that. That is correct. So, so would we then say that now um, there would also be a change to how we perform the ghusl, uh, and and would that mean also that there would be other preparations made that we are not normally used to when we when we normally uh, are, are, are performing a, a ghusl on, on a mate for janazah? Okay. Um Mohammed Fasih, I just heard uh, Councillor Badridin uh, making mention of the triple b- body bag. Uh, we've been in consultation with with environmental health, and uh, they've laxed on 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 that, and they've they 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 they've um, allowed that we can wash the bag now. It, up until Friday, uh, environmental health has been sitting, and 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 we've worked around the clock, honestly. Uh, um, uh, they, they they then came up with, uh, with 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 this for for us as Muslims and not only as Muslims because uh, our Jewish brothers also wash their bodies, so um, it's it's come come to this where um, they've they've let me first just say up until Friday. Uh, what what had to happen was the body was then placed into into a triple sealed body bag, um, carried and then, then placed into a sealed um, sealed coffin, and then the body had to be cremated. Then uh, um, we we looked looked at it, and and the the the, the health departments have, have looked at it, and then they said that we can um, wash the body because um, the virus is uh, um, is, is respiratory. So, so the the water won't be contaminated. So we can wash the we can wash the body as as long as you, the person that's washing the body, um, is 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 uh, dressed in full PPE. Then then uh, then after cover the body and then the body is then placed into a uh, sealed uh, um, uh, uh, plastic bag or, 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 or sealed body bag. So. Yeah, um, you must know that uh, the, the the full whistle will take place as as per normal. The full whistle will take place as per normal. The coffin will take place as per normal, and then the body the 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 the, the body is then placed into a sealed uh, um, body bag. Um, before before you close the face, the um, family the, the the nearest family will be allowed. To come and ziyara the 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 the, the body, and uh, they are then. But that is after everything has been done. Bodies then brought out. The face is opened for them, with a with a body bag staying intact. Uh, so, so, so I just wanted to know. Um, normally, what happens is when people go and ziyara, some people kiss the forehead of the deceased. They, Will that be allowed? They won't be able to touch, kiss, hug, none of that. 
they must uh, the, the the family members must wear gloves and 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 and, and uh, masks and they can only come and view um, they're not allowed to do any of the other things uh, uh, as per normal and it will only be restricted to to a few of the of the, the closest of, of, of the family Okay, so I, I want to go back to my guest online, that of course uh, being uh, Councillor uh, uh, Zaid Badruddin. And um, the one thing that I think we, we, we have to also focus on here is because we're speaking now about uh, uh, you know the, the, the family actually viewing before the body is then um, transported to, to uh, the, uh, the, 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 the masjid and the, 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 the makbar. I want to come in, uh, in with, with the idea of the janazas, um, as far as the prisoner has been concerned, uh, prior to his statement and prior to the lockdown uh, that he announced yesterday, there was the idea that gatherings of no more than a hundred people would be allowed. So, from the city's point of view and perspective, funerals, janazas, gatherings of this nature, uh, will there be a restriction on the number of people, and will people be doing things differently? Yes, so it's obviously a very important point that you're making now um, in terms of the, the references to, to the president. And I think it's very important um, for, for us to, and I hope, adequately convey to the listeners that we're now obviously moving away from the notion of social distancing to an actual lockdown um, across the country. So we, the instruction from the president had been um, that groups of up to 100 people uh, are, are, are acceptable. We've now moved to a situation when the instruction has changed that every single person must remain indoors unless an essential service. And so what that means then for this particular space is that, and again in, in line with what the President shared um, in his last speech to the country, is that um, funerals are considered funerals um, and, and the workers who, who are needed uh, in the process are considered uh, essential services, uh, obviously, because uh, when, when a person passes away, and especially in, 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 um, in various religions, and in this case in Islam, um, bodies must be buried as soon as possible. And so what we're saying is that as a city, we recognize this um, and that we are going to have to change the way we function, um, but at the same time to make it as easy as possible um, for our residents. And so I, I, I am aware that a number of uh, decisions that will be communicated um, over the next few days are, are, are going to be uncomfortable um, for our residents in the city, but we don't take it very lightly and we do it essentially because the number of local transmission cases that we're seeing between individuals within the city is growing um, at a rate that is very uncomfortable. And if we don't make important decisions now, the risk of the numbers and the death rate uh, growing exponentially becomes a very worrying factor. And so to that effect, the city obviously is going to have to limit um, the number of people um, who come uh, to the cemeteries uh, in, in terms of uh, not allowing big groups uh, to gather together um, at the graveside. And so what is being suggested here is that only the, the number of people who are essential uh, to the burying process will be allowed uh, into the facility because we've got to limit um, access to these spaces and um, obviously it goes without saying that as far as possible notwithstanding um, the fact that for 
safety reasons um, as well that there is a preference um, for for these burials to happen uh, obviously as soon as possible but as, as in as much daylight as possible um, as well because the number of the public facilities or the public cemeteries that are, are within the city's portfolio are in a number of communities uh, which may be volatile at, at times and so we not only have to look after uh, the, the families who are coming to use the facility but also the staff members who, who more often than not remain at the facilities as well um, and so with that being said uh, staff members will remain on standby uh, to bury the deceased and that, uh, that the, the numbers of people who are joining uh, at the particular facility will be limited to only the essential number of people who are required to, to participate uh, in the actual bearing process uh, for, for the various uh, instances where, where burials are taking place uh, at our facility. I, I want to then ask, um, have these, has the city of Cape Town prepared cemetery workers for the burial process um, in terms of uh, what procedures would be in place and what regulations they would need to follow? That, that's also a, a very important factor here um, because not only uh, is it important to exercise the correct protective mechanisms in the preparation of the body, but we've got to make sure that the individuals through our staff members who are at the sites are also protected. And so our grave diggers are outsourced um, to a contractor, and we've recently met with uh, the contractor to confirm uh, that as the city moves into this, this very gray area, this the territory of COVID-19 that their services will be confirmed in terms of the, the, um, the ability to decrease and, and I'm, I'm grateful that they remain on board and so too with the staff that, that we are that are in the employ of the city they will obviously be provided with the necessary uh, PPE and also uh, we will ensure that access to the necessary hand washing facilities are available at all of our cemeteries so that uh, the basic message of hand washing with soap and water um, is is adhered to at all times and beyond that uh, the sanitation of spades uh, will also be implemented so that we can mitigate any of the risks uh, that there may be uh, in terms of passing on uh, the virus from person to person because not only uh, is the virus spread by droplets uh, and when exposed to to mucosa but also through contact with surfaces which is then why it's so important to to wash hands before uh, before touching uh, any other surfaces, and in this case, the, the, I, I would confidently say uh, we, we are at the stage where we as individuals don't touch each other anymore because of the risk of spread uh, through contamination and as a result of the, the social distancing message that is becoming our new normal uh, <coughs> across the city. Uh, Councillor Zaid Bajudin, Mayoral Committee Member for Community Services and Health. Thank you so much for joining us uh, this evening and uh, perhaps, inshallah, we'll chat at another juncture, hopefully um, on, on with better news, inshallah. I mean, all inshallah, the best. yes. Shukran for having me this evening. Everyone, all the best. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Well, um, uh, we are going to go to the break for the Wakt of Aisha, but I would just like uh, yourself, Mr. Uh, Ibrahim, to uh, Solomon to, to stay with us 
just for a few more minutes. There's, uh, there's some other things I'd like also to get through. And then after that, we'll be chatting to uh, the Dr. Ikram Ali, senior pathologist and lecturer, um, who will be taking us through uh, some of the finer details in, uh, in relation to the spread of corona, how it might be, ha- be spread from someone who has passed away. We know that uh, bodily fluids, but particularly when it comes to uh, the spray, uh, when someone coughs or when someone sneezes, uh, that's generally how, and, and it's, in, it's in the mucus of a person, that's generally how the disease is spread, but we'll get some more detail from him so that we can put piece this picture together, and obviously uh, we also welcome your messages on 072-238-0712 SMSs and 47913 um, We've got a huge number of uh, SMSs and WhatsApps uh, this evening, and we'll try and get through some of that, so uh, we'll be back after the break. Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. Welcome back. It's uh, 8.14 and uh, this is Burning Issue. Tonight we're talking about janazas in the time of COVID-19 and uh, we've been working through some of the procedures thus far that uh, will be in place uh, from the Western Cape Muslim Undertakers Forum and in studio with me, the chairperson of this organization, Mr. Ibrahim Solomon. On the line, uh, earlier on we spoke to uh, Councillor Zaid Badruddin, mayoral committee member for community services and health and he was talking about about the fact that in the next couple of days we'll be seeing uh, regulations coming out pertaining to uh, burials and uh, people might be a little bit uncomfortable with how things would be done but that's due to the safety concerns and obviously in a time like this uh, it's a strange time so we need to change our approach to ensure the safety of everyone now before the break some of the things that we uh, explored was the uh, fact that uh, bodies will no longer be huzzled at home they will no longer be huzzled at uh, any particular any particular venue but there will be special designated areas designated venues for those bodies to be huzzled to ensure that there's no contamination also those performing the huzzle or well, we need to wear full profi- protective gear the PPE uh, in this sense uh, and also we spoke about the fact that uh, they will be th- these the bodies will be placed in body bags and uh, uh, those bo- those those will be sealed and also family members will be able to view the body they will not be able to touch the body they will not be able to kiss uh, the body because for fear of contamination we do understand that obviously it's very difficult for families it would be very difficult for families but we want to ensure the safety of uh, all of those so that uh, those people attending so that they do not get exposed to COVID-19 particularly in a time like this where we are trying to bring the infection rate down I mean well uh, there are some messages well, there are some messages on the WhatsApp line that I'd like to go to and just to read out. And I know that we're starting to get hold of uh, our next guest, uh, Dr. Ikram Ali, senior pathologist and lecturer, to talk about um, the uh, just the, the science around uh, the, 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 the way that the COVID-19 is spread. But uh, in the meantime, while we're trying to get hold of Dr., I just want to go to some of the messages. This one says, um, uh, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Uh, does the country's legislation play a role in the rituals? Assalamu 
alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh for the empowerment uh, is the burial procedure different from country to country i saw on social media that some countries made tayammum please advise now obviously we can't give uh, guidance from this from a fixed viewpoint here but um from your from your perspective mr solomons um is that something strange it's not strange I, I i i can i can maybe just try try and answer it and uh, um i stand under correction if uh, the the ulama can 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 correct me i know that uh, um in instances or or i can i can say that the criteria for tayammum is not yeah uh, uh with with a covid uh, um uh, uh, patient or, or body uh there is water you are allowed to ghusl uh the 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 um uh water won't be contaminated so all those those factors i i can i can tell you a, a body that 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 you cannot touch that is busy falling apart th- th- those bodies can be be tayammumed uh and uh, uh a body that is burnt uh you where where you can't pour water onto that those bodies can be tayammum so so in this instance you can wash the body so the the the, the criteria for for tayammum isn't here Okay. Uh is Mr. G, I'm not exactly sure what this person means, but I'll read that anyway. Assalamu alaikum can it it's fra as a scene in Pavel eight say aya haste eight uh fat can ik mark as what can ik mark as as that help uh inshallah. I'm not exactly sure. Okay. Um the if 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 the person uh dies of COVID nineteen, the body will not be able to be at the home uh, like i explained earlier on the first call would be to environmental health environmental health will then uh, um, make sure that that body is bagged and taken away from there it will de- they will then contact the undertakers the undertakers will then see to everything else further from there this message is from uh, 8691 what number of persons allowed in makbara and our families allowed will those uh, that information we don't necessarily have yet uh, regulation is still being looked at but uh, definitely uh, we will keep you uh, Muhammad Fasih, can i just come in there yeah. can, can 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 i just ask people um to keep janazas as minimal as uh, as minimal people as possible at the janaza because i know I, we all know that it is a si- sad uh, state uh, people uh, um, want to be there but unfortunately uh, we we've got to and and uh, just the, the 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 question prior to that we we whether the whether the um state has as as uh, um the right to as as far as our janazas is concerned or to, uh, as far as they um uh telling us what to do um i feel that that we living in south africa and we've got to abide by the laws of 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 south africa so the president has called us to to, to uh, call the lockdown and i think we should respect that and and uh, i as as far all our own safety is not, not 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 only for the safety of 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 yourself it's for all of all of us i mean this virus is 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 spreading uh, it's a epidemic and and it's, it's spreading all over uh, we 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 don't know where we're touching we don't know who we're coming to contact with so let us keep if there's a janaza keep it to the minimal shukran shukran kathir uh, this one says uh 
the carryover of the virus through physical contact and not okay i think there's two parts to this message assalamualaikum as a health worker i differ with the description of ibrahim have having regard having regard regarding the spread of the virus did the state give a directive regarding the handling of covid 19 infected bodies uh, will be handed over to the family or any undertaker for that matter yesterday no directive was available yet if so can the directive be made available to the public the carryover of the virus through physical contact and not uh, how Ibrahim explained it, can he elaborate on the statement? So this person saying uh, that they don't know of any directive been given yet. Um, like I said earlier, that, that we've been in consultation with uh, um, environmental health and environmental health has, has given us the, the, the directives. Uh, we sat down and we, we, we went through every aspect. Like I said, the first call, if anybody should die, not only Muslim, anybody should die in South Africa of COVID-19, environmental health will be the first call and they will then come and, 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 and bag the body and take it or, or call the undertakers and then, then it's taken away. Whereas, as far as a Muslim is concerned, they will then make sure that the body is taken to a facility and yeah, it must be a certified, it must be certified under all health standards and at that facility everything will take place so i i i, I if the if the, the the caller or the the person that sent the message can just elaborate as, as to what statement i've made uh uh that is that is unclear but like i said until friday last uh, um last week the status quo was uh certain thing and then a change from 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 friday another question this one from 8202 says assalamu will family members be allowed to be present when the huzzle is being done no okay short and simple uh, um answer no so, so the body is taken to the facility to huzzle and the family members will not accompany they, they, they will not be allowed to, 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 to be present. It's for their own safety. So, so, so obviously after the body's been whistled and kafaned uh, and all of that, um, and it's been taken to the masjid. Uh, we're trying, we're trying to, 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 to limit that as well because the, most of the masjids now is closed. Hmm. So we're trying to limit that. We, um, we will take the, 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 the body home in the cartel. We will not open it we will ask the uh, ask the family to come to the to 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 the facility and view uh, say their last respects and things like that and then um take it in the cartel and we, we we're trying now to to perform salatul janaza at home some of the masjids still allow salatul janaza or we're going to do the salatul janaza at the makbara and then bury immediately because we try and get that body buried as soon as possible okay so definitely when it comes to in uh, uh, then also, um, will they be? Obviously, we, we we understand when we're talking about confirmed cases. We're talking about confirmed cases, but will we be treating all bodies with the same kind of suspicion as well? I think we should. That, that is that is my personal feeling. I think that we should should do that. Um, we we don't know the body comes from the hospital. There might have been a confirmed case at the hospital, and we we don't know. So, but I think that we should treat each body with uh, with the same uh, um, uh, the same. And then Anifarida Sal asks, so where is the body bags available, please? Well, <laughs> the undertakers will have body bags. Okay. Uh, so it's not going to be body bags for, 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 for the people to, to, to bag. Uh, um, they, we, the undertakers will have body bags available. 
Aline, uh, another question here, and I think this is, uh, alludes to what we said earlier on. It says, are people allowed to attend a COVID-19 janaza? Uh, we have mentioned that, um, you know, the body will be brought to the home, but uh, after it's been put in the body bag and it's been closed up, it will not be opened. So, yeah, people will be performing Salatul Ghaib at home or, hope, or, or hopefully at they the Makbara. They will p- perform Salatul Janaza as, as per normal with yes, the Mayyid yes. At home, we take the body, the... the 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 cattle home and they will uh, perform salatul janaza as per normal. Uh, Salam, can the body be brought home for Ghazal and viewings? Okay, we've answered no. that one. This one says, Salam, after COVID-19, uh, will the MJC send out fatwas uh, that all janazas to be cancelled at all households? And how will the janaza be performed? Well, uh, we haven't had any response yet, I think, from the MJC in terms of this matter. But from what we're saying, the uh, Western Cape Muslim Undertakers Forum uh, have been empowered uh, with the within with the directive to be able to say, well, this is what we're going to do, and that means the procedure is that the body gets taken away when someone is passed away. The body gets taken to the mortuary. Uh, the the huzzle and kafan is done there uh, with protective gear. Family is not allowed to be there, but at the time when it, that is being done, and then afterwards the family will be able to come and view the body at the facility, uh, and thereafter from there on it will be taken to the home and from the home it will be taken to the maqbara so i think i hope that is clear enough so one says uh, assalamu alaikum and uh, okay this is no no this is something else uh okay there's another video that someone has sent there uh we have uh, also been uh talking about not only the, the the burial procedures and all of that but in terms of undertakers and i want to ask this question uh, in the broader sense um from your point of view because there are so many undertakers in our community uh, how how equipped are we to deal uh with the challenge of burial uh when it comes to infectious diseases particularly if we look at the regulations the strict regulations that are now being put in place Mohammed Fasih, unfortunately, I'm, 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 I'm putting my head <laughs> on the line here. Um, I'm sorry about that. Most, most of the masjids uh, recently has been giving janaza classes and janaza classes and janaza classes. I, I know that we all as Muslims should be able to know how to ghusl a body. And good and well, we, 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 we must know how to ghusl a body. I, I'll, just, I'll just take you quickly through 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 a procedure where Atukamanis and I, I, I can guarantee you there anyone out there uh, of the Tukamanis the, the Ghasils or the Ghasilas when they when they whistle a body at home can they safely tell me that they know what happened to the water after they've whistled can they safely tell me what happened to that rags that they've washed the body with the body bag that the bodies come in from the mortuary what what has happened to it like they, 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 they can't so as far as a, from from the health perspective they are not equipped but as far as the sharia is con- uh, concerned yes and th- that is unfortunate that they 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 they, 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 they there's so many they, they, in fact there is so many tukamanis in the western cape it's unbelievable in every town there's 20 30 tukamanis um, and and it's sad, but they 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 they, they don't um, give that uh, 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 body the true 
uh, respect that it should be given. And I'm, I'm putting my head on the line and I, I'm, I'm not speaking here, sucking this out of my thumbs. I've seen it happening and I know what's happening out there. Um, we do have our next guest on the line and of course being Dr. Ikram Ali, senior pathologist and lecturer. Uh, Dr. Ali, thank so much for joining us. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam to you and your listeners as well. Thank you for having me. Uh, also, what I did not mention is uh, Dr. Ali is also a senior pathologist at the Salt River Mortuary. Now, uh, Dr. Ali, um, can you become infected when touching the body of a, past, uh, of a dead uh, COVID-19 patient? And uh, I mean, this is key to the whole thing. That's the reason why we've spoken about the yes, regulations most here. Definitely. Yes. yes, most definitely. Uh, the, it has been found that the virus can remain uh, viable for up to 48 hours on the body and more importantly it can remain viable on surfaces for up to 72 hours which means plastics cardboards metal so definitely yes we should uh, we should be preparing the body for the funeral but we should observe strict personal hygiene and appropriate personal protective equipment that is a mask gown gloves eye shields, plastic aprons, and avoid direct contact with the body parts or the fluids or the body itself. It's very, very important. And without gloves. Now, um, what guidelines have you advised, uh, particularly for the handling of a COVID-19 uh, patient who's passed away? So the, the precautions that we are taking is basically to prevent the or to control or prevent infection transmission. So the number one on the on the on the advice would be wear protective clothing. This includes gowns, gown, aprons, uh, surgical mask is very important. Right? Contact with the deceased should be restricted to family, personal family, close family, and as far as possible under the age of 60 and in good health. This is very important, right? And it's important that you make sure that uh, the, the, the disease should be kept to uh, contact to a minimum uh, with people, observed hygiene, thoroughly wash down the environment. That is, if you're using uh, I mean, the wash trolley, the tables, should be thoroughly washed down. And you can use, in fact, one into four diluted household bleach, right? One into four dilution, uh, which allows and allow it to air dry. So that is very important. And even at the Janaza as well, it's important that uh, close family and uh, minimum uh, number of people right and then personal hygiene is important and then it's very very important that the body be kept in a plastic uh zipper bag right till the till the cover stand and then it can be opened there and then uh placed into the grave now uh when we talk about uh the the the, the um covid 19 in terms of readiness uh, and, and i'm sure that uh when we talk about these regulations coming out we will see m- m- more of a framework in terms of how uh, we need to not deal with this imme- with this immediate uh, challenge but how are mortuaries equipped or, or are mortuaries sufficiently equipped across the country in your experience to deal with possible uh, COVID-19 deaths 
tests and containing the spread of infection? You see, at the Mochi is a different scenario because we deal with more deadly viruses than this. I mean, if you look at hepatitis, HIV, we are very well protected. In fact, the uh, Department of Health, uh, there are certain regulations in the mortuary we use not only during an outbreak, but during our daily post-mortem or autopsy that we carry out on a daily basis, we are exposed to a huge number of uh, diseases. And we have strict regulations, and we are definitely all the mortuaries related by the Department of Health with personal protective clothing. We have advanced uh, air, um, uh, uh, washing and uh, very, very strict measures are being taken uh, even without the virus present on a daily basis. And, and then also, um, I think one of the most pertinent questions is, will any post-mortems be carried out on, on, on COVID-19 bodies? Well, as I had mentioned previously as well, uh, on the, uh, that uh, COVID-19 disease or complications thereof is a purely natural death. So technically speaking, there is no need for a post-mortem uh, autopsy to be carried out on a COVID-19, even if it's confirmed. Right? And uh, this, the normal GP attending physician could sign off the body as long as he has to, the very important aspect of this, it is a notifiable disease. Regulations, the government department of health, uh, clearly stipulates that if you, if you, if you, uh, if the dead body is classified as being, uh, dead from the, died from the COVID-19 disease, it has to be notified by law. Right, so that's the most important aspect there. But as far as the condition is concerned, it's a purely natural. There is no need for a postmortem to be carried out. It can be viewed and confirmed, and a physician can sign it off as long as he notifies the disease. Uh, also, uh, another question is: so now that we we kind of understand you know, the, the the scope of the problem in terms of uh, how it is be perceived by both undertakers and uh, also mortuary staff. Um, the other the other question that I wanted to ask is, if we look at uh, the bodies and how they are being transported uh, to the mortuaries and from the obviously to the 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 the, the, the uh, facilities where they will be uh, where the, where they will be uh, where they will be washed and and, and prepared. Um, from that point of view, let's say, for instance, someone has passed away uh, with COVID-19 um, at home or in public transport. Are there certain special procedures uh, that, 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 that will be, uh, will be, will be uh, uh, should I say, put in place in terms of the transportation of the body to the facilities and everywhere else? Are there special procedures or even special vehicles that you are aware of? Uh, there the, is no special vehicle, but as I said previously, number one, that body has to be, first of all, strict precautions has to be taken for infection control, which is, which again goes back to strict, uh, personal protective clothing that has to be worn, uh, when handling that body. Number two, it has to be transported in a, uh, plastic bag, which has to be zipped up. I, in fact, the National Department of Health is is uh, is allowing for three plastic uh, 
bags to be used on the body. Two, the first one you could open and uh, to start, and the other two should remain there until you reach the burial site. So that's very, very important. And then as far as the vehicle is concerned, it's important to wash down the environment, as I said previously, which if you use the trolley or if you use a table, that's very important. But the most important aspect is the personal protective clothing. Burial societies should be strictly advised that they cannot touched bodies without the use of personal protective clothing and it has to be strictly adhered to because um, the risk of infection transmission is present with the virus. Uh, the voice of Dr. Ikram Ali, senior pathologist at uh, Salt River Mortuary and also lecturer uh, at UCT's Department of Forensic Medicine. Shukran so much for joining us this evening and enlightening us on quite a, quite a, a complex topic. And uh, yeah, inshallah, may we make to our that uh, none of our none of the community of Cape Town ever needs to visit the mortuaries uh, for COVID-19. Inshallah, I mean, all the best and uh, have a good evening further. Inshallah. Well, uh, that was Dr. Ikram Ali. I'm still in studio uh, and I have uh, kept him quite long. Mr. Ibrahim Solomon, Western Cape uh, Muslim Undertakers Forum Chairperson. Um, going to the uh, WhatsApp line, I've seen a, a few questions being repeated uh, around what we've discussed. So I, I'll, try not, I'll try to avoid that. But one question um, uh, that's come through here that I think does be, be an answer is would the process of huzul and burial apply to all deaths or only COVID-19 in the case of the deceased being a female would it be males collecting and doing the huzul I think that's a very key question well um, we've got trained ghasilas uh, 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 female tukamanis and they they will, will perform the ghusl I mean we, irrespective of COVID or, or not uh, we, we cannot, uh, cannot expect a, 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 a uh, male to ghusl a female and uh, uh, no all bodies won't be treated the same but as I've mentioned earlier that uh, um, most probably now that that that, that the the uh, environmental health is going to um, certify certain of our of our rusulkhanas, uh, we will then then make use of those rusulkhanas and and they they busy they busy trying to 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 ascertain a central a central point in the Western Cape where if uh, Allah forbids a COVID patient uh, COVID body has to go, it will go to a central point, inshallah. Uh, this one says, Saddam, what about the Kifayt clubs or burial society which people belong to? Must you still get the kafan and planks from them to go with the body? And what will it cost for the ghuzl at the mortuary? Well, um, certain certain of the of the ghuzl khanas do charge. Some of them don't. I mean, it's only fair that we should pay. Uh, um, pay for for the water and and the the, the cleaning of the of the facility. Uh, so, yes, uh, I don't think that the burial societies will will will, will um, have to uh, charge the people extra for that. I don't think so. And then another question here: Is the family allowed to bury, for example, get into the hole, and will the undertakers be able to supply the necessary uh, paraphernalia for them to use, like masks and gloves and stuff? Um, yes, Muhammad uh, Fasir. Strangely enough, when we made up kafan uh, sets, uh, the 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 waiting waiting period now for gloves and 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 and. Uh, P- P- PPE is six weeks. So uh, um, for 
for us to 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 supply that as well would obviously be an extra cost because uh, gloves has actually gone up uh, uh, gloves and masks prices has gone up quite quite considerably there's a the, there's a message here. Someone saying, "How is it possible that if the body is being bagged by uh, environmental and reopened by an undertaker to whistle, uh they're questioning in terms of the spread of infection because um, they, we, they say that the virus is a respiratory and in, and not anything else. Uh, hence, a person can whistle. Uh, I repeat, the spread of virus is through physical contact. Now." Basically, uh, we did kind of address this early on. We understand that physical contact does spread the virus, but also a person, uh, and you can you, 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 you can bail me out if, 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 if I'm wrong, but from my understanding, the fear is if a person moves the body and they express mucus or they express phlegm from the body uh, or due to air a- a- being, being, being depressed from the lungs, then certainly that person also is in close proximity to that uh, 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 substance. Yeah. Mohamed um, Fasir, uh, I think that uh, myself and, and both, both the other guests have as, as emphasized and reiterated personal protective equipment. We, we must at all times when we, 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 we before we, we get into contact with that body we must wear personal protective equipment so so that will prevent us from from contracting so obviously we're collecting the body uh, and and bag the body or, or the body's bag that we open and whistle we must have on personal protective clothing this one says Saddam, uh, oh yes, we instruct the people to bury the water with all the lapis inside it, to bury it and not to touch anything in the bath with the hands. Uh, I do follow instructions like bathing and AIDS bodies since we had the Tukamani meeting at the MJC offices. So yeah, this is basically looking at general procedures. I, 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 I'm, actually, I'm actually sitting here laughing now. Burying the, 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 the water, burying the lapis, what happens to it? I, I mean, it's, uh, it should... In fact, it should be be, be bagged and it, it should be be, be, be uh, um, incinerated. It, sh- it should be collected by uh, um, a company and it should be incinerated. This is this is health regulations. And then another question also: uh, In which manner are the PPE clothing and clothes used on Janaza being disposed of? So we we spoke about the personal protective gear, and people want to know. Once that person has concluded their job in terms of hosing the body, in terms of taking care of the body, how do they dispose of that personal protective uh, gear? Like I just said now, everything must be bagged and it must be disposed of like any other medical waste is disposed of. Now, um, the other thing is... uh, Okay, this is another question. Uh, this person saying Salam is Ramadan taking place due to COVID-19. I, I can say the month of Ramadan is taking place. COVID-19 doesn't have any impact in the month of Ramadan. If the person's asking if Tarawih is taking place, we don't know yet. We hope it will, inshallah. We hope that we make to others viruses lifted. But at the moment, uh, as far as the month of Ramadan, the fasting and all of those things is concerned, yes, we have to fast. Yes, it's the month of Ramadan. That's takes place but as far as Tarawih is concerned which is an aspect of Ramadan we don't know if Tarawih will take place in the Masajid but obviously you can make Tarawih at home mm-hmm. as well uh, this one says uh, okay we've answered that question uh, 
Assalamu alaikum. If it's a Muslim body with a virus, will that body be burned? Do the family have a say in this? And uh, we spoke about this off air, but just to clarify for people who are concerned that their family will be cremated. Okay. Uh, up until uh, Friday, the status quo was that uh, um, the body must be bagged and then uh, um, uh, placed into a coffin and then uh, the body was then supposed to be cremated. Alhamdulillah, uh, we can safely say that th- that, that, that has been, been revised and, and uh, um, uh, the, 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 the new status quo is that the body is bagged, we can hustle, kafan, as, no, as per normal, as long as you wear the safety, uh, the, the personal protective clothing, and then we can go and bury as per normal, uh, um, but keep the janazas to a limit, limited amount of people, and uh, the body is then washed, hustled uh, and kafaned at a specific uh, uh, central hustle um, khana. Uh, so uh, can we then say, uh, based on the question of here, uh, that because of the uh, safety precautions that are being followed now, uh, that there's a revision uh, to you know the rules, because the rule is that if there's an infectious uh, disease and people are dying of it, those people will have to be cremated. But now because if we're following these procedures and we're putting these things in place, so that doesn't happen now. Yeah, uh, according to 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 the the, the health department, as as we've all heard, uh, both uh, um, <laughs> Councillor Badruddin and uh, Dr Ali made reference. To, to to the health uh, regulations um, we we as undertakers must follow the health regulations and there's there's, there's, there's the regulation 363 that states like I, like I mentioned earlier that the body must be cremated that law has been laxed for us now with COVID uh, uh, um, because it is not that uh, look, <laughs> if, I, if I say here now that it's not that um, infectious, then, then people are going to quote me on that. But um, the law, law has been laxed where we can hustle and kafan and uh, bury the person as per normal. But you, the person that's doing the washing and, and the, uh, the, 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 the shrouding, must wear personal protective uh, equipment and you must uh, at all times make sure that, that those people, that is uh, the, the family members, mm-hmm. have on gloves and masks. Uh, when, when coming to the janazah and things like that. Swan says, Salaamu Alaikum. So when the body is washed, should it be washed with sanitizer after the ghuzl? No. Uh, regulations is that, that all the, the equipment and, and the surfaces and, and, and all those things must be sanitized. Uh, the, the regulation says uh, 0.5% sodium high, hypo, what's it, hypochlorite solution. Um, and uh, like Dr. Ali has said, you can use uh, normal uh, uh, household uh, um, bleach uh, to, to wash off the surfaces and things like that. Uh, so, so yes, we, we, we need to wash our cartels and our sur- uh, the, the, the tables and things off with, 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 with these, these uh, solutions. This one says, Saddam, if a Muslim person dies of coronavirus, can we claim from the burial society we belong to? Shukran. I don't. I don't get the question. The burial society. If a person, a person dies of corona, uh, coronavirus, coronavirus is a natural cause. 
if you die of, of coronavirus, you, you, you die of a natural cause. So um, your, your claim would, would, would be there. It would be valid. Yeah. Yes. Well, uh, on the day... I, I mean, I- even if the person dies of an unnatural cause, the, your claim should still be valid if you belong to a burial society. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll continue. Uh, we'll be into the final segment. And uh, yeah, we'll still be addressing some of your questions on the WhatsApp line 0722 You can also SMS us 47913. We'll be back after this. Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. Welcome back to Burning Issue this evening. We're looking at the Janaza conditions in the time of COVID-19, the coronavirus. And uh, we've got a few messages that have come through. And uh, one of those is on 47913. Uh, this one says, uh, Saddam, if the body is sealed, why do you want to open it? It is better to be buried. Uh, isn't it better just to be buried just like it is? There is going to be more COVID-19 cases. Um, okay, uh, the thing is just of, of uh, the body needs to decompose. Uh, the body will in fact decompose faster inside the bag, but like uh, Dr. Ali has said that the virus remains on, uh, on the body or remains alive for, for, for about four hours. Uh, um, so obviously, when the body's in the ground, otherwise we're gonna we're gonna end up with a whole lot of bags because you, we we all know that the bag doesn't uh, disintegrate. So we're gonna if we don't open up the bag, the we're gonna f- end up with a whole lot of bags under the ground with bones in it. Uh, um, so yes, that, that that is mainly the reason why we open it up once we we buried it. We just open it up. Uh, don't have to even unzip it. We can just slit the slit the bag so that. Uh, um, uh, and obviously, the person, the people that's inside the hole will have protective clothing on it. This one says, uh, Sadamakum, what happens if uh, the 21 days uh, nothing changes and the spread of corona continues spreading? What steps taken thereafter? Well, uh, again, um, what we're talking about this evening is the procedures put in place now. So these are procedures uh, going forward, well, for bit, uh, after the 21 days, if we're still dealing with the crisis on the level that it is, uh, obviously, these procedures will remain. And I think going forward, uh, if, uh, Mr. Solomon, if you can com- comment on this, um, would you say then that we're creating a new standard now by virtue of having corona uh, basically uh, looming over o- over South Africa, that this is creating a new standard for how we're doing things and especially for how the community is doing things pertaining to genesis. Yes, and I think it's going to be it's going to be the the, the, the norm uh, as from as from now. We um, we we're going to have to uh, conform to the health regulations. And also, I mean, I don't, I don't think that anyone, any Tukamani out there will um, uh, 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 not uh, hustle the body according to Sharia properly. And we, we're not saying that you must, uh, mustn't uh, um, hustle the body according to the Sharia. You, wh- what we are saying is that you need to conform to the, to the, to the laws of the land as well as far as the health uh, conditions is concerned. 
So this might be, like I said at the beginning, might be a blessing in disguise that we we we're going to have to conform to 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 the regulations. This one says, alaikum. Can you tell me if someone dies at home of cancer or heart attack, can you ghuzl at home? For now, yes, but uh, soon I think that uh, that the, the regulations will change. Okay, this one says, alaikum. Let's hope our community realizes the seriousness of the virus and also be but more grateful to the undertakers for the duties they perform. We should respect and obey the rules set out as not conforming could lead to changes enforced by government which might be against our Islamic teachings. Uh, this one says, Salaam, uh, will there be imam present at the time of janazas? Yes, obviously. Okay, this one says, alaikum. How do we... Sign up to volunteer to wash and shroud the dead of COVID-19 should the service be needed. Inshallah, uh, uh, um, the Western Cape Muslim Undertakers Forum uh, is, is still in consultation with, with uh, um, environmental health and uh, a manual will so soon be released. And not, not only that, workshops will be held once the manual is released. And then we, we will notify the, the, the community, inshallah. And then uh, finally, uh, a question says, Salaamu Alaikum, uh, Shukran for informative program. Who pays for the body bags? Well, uh, now the undertaker still pays for it. Um, because uh, that, uh, I mean, we, we pay for our personal protective clothing uh, and, and all those things. It's not, uh, nobody else pays for it. We, we, we pay for our gloves and our masks and our, our, our aprons, our, our boots and, and arm coverings and, and all the protective clothing. We pay for it. So for now, I think uh, um, the, the, the undertakers will pay for it. And then uh, finally someone asking the question, uh, According to yesterday, there was no directive if the body will be released or not in terms of COVID-19 patients. Um, so, I, 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 I don't know why the person is saying that there was no directive. Um, like I said, the Western Cape Muslim Undertakers Forum have been in consultation with environmental health, which would be the first call if anybody should die of COVID-19. So, uh, I, I heard you say uh, mention earlier that the person says they work in the, in the Department of Health or, or, or they work for the city. Uh, maybe they should contact me after the, the show and have and, a conversation. And, yeah, have a conversation. But as far as 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 far as I know, this I'm not sucking these things out of my thumbs. We have sat and we've gone through. Uh, trying to, to, to accommodate the Muslim uh, Ummah as far as, 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 as this is concerned. Uh, Mr. Ibrahim Solomon, uh, Western Cape Muslim Undertaker Forum Chair person. Shukran so much for joining me this evening. And uh, yeah, I kept you way longer than we promised. Uh, but I think it, it was a very important discussion. And it would, it would set a lot of people's minds at ease. We have all of these questions around uh, the whole COVID-19 and Janaza situation uh, that uh, potentially uh, people are expecting. Uh, but of course, we make the, that this is never needed. We make the, that Allah subhanahu wa lifts this disease from this community from 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 uh, from this society and from the world as such inshallah i mean shukran once again for joining us all the best and assalamu alaikum warahmatullah wa alaikum salam warahmatullah and from myself muhammad fasih peterson until i speak to you again inshallah i believe assalamu alaikum warahmatullah